This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Off the Break Podcast. Uh, it's I'm Co- I'm not Cody. I'm not Cody at all. I don't know why I said I was Cody. I'm Kyle. <laughs> both have those harsh k- sounds. Yeah, the the C and the K, and they all just sound the same. Plus, I am not smart. I don't know my own name. <laughs> but uh, sitting across from me is Eric. Hello. I know his name. Eric. Eric. Oh, there's that k- sound again. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> But uh, welcome. We're going to have a nah, – there's not too much to discuss, but we still got quite a few things that we would like to go over with everyone just yeah. so they're in the know-how of what's going on in the biz. It's kind of a pattern of these slow news weeks. Yeah, it's also the month of the- August, so be prepared, everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a bit rough. It'll peak for a week, and then it'll be down for like <laughs> the rest of the month. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So everyone bear with us. We'll go on this harsh journey together of nothing happening in August. Uh, but we'll do our best, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, but Eric, you were able to actually catch one of the many movies that's coming out this weekend. Yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on August, because Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was a very great movie. Nice. I liked it a lot. Um I mean, I guess I didn't really have any expectation going in. I'm not super, super familiar with the books. Obviously, they were, like, in our elementary school library nooks in the corner of the classroom. Yeah. And, like, the pictures are what stay with you the most as a mm-hmm. kid. But I wasn't one of those. I mean, I was I was always scared of, like, horror stuff growing up. So I didn't, like, go out of my way to read them. So I didn't have, like, a strong attachment to the stories or the characters themselves. But... um yeah, when I went and saw the movie, I was I was really pleasantly surprised with I mean, how far it goes. Like it's it's an intense movie. It's there's no blood or gore necessarily, but they find I don't know how you pronounce his name. I think he's a Norwegian guy. Um which is like blasphemy for myself to <laughs> say I don't know. <laughs> As how to the Norwegian his name. one of but, the office. Uh, <laughs> He finds ways, like, his direction is, it's so good. He finds ways to just make your stomach crawl, and his his jump scares are probably the, f- arguably, like, the the one movie I've seen where jump scares are, like, like they work really well, at least in recent memory, because, mm-hmm. you know, there are times where you've seen so many jump scares, and I'm sitting there like, yeah. I'm like, this looks pretty cool, but... Okay, there's gonna be a scare right here. The timing here. lines up, and yeah, everything. Yeah. But then it's like he like takes it, he swerves, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? And then it, I don't know. And then it hits you, and it's like, oh my yeah. god, this is intense. I believe the director's name is Andre Overdahl. That's my clumsy American way of pronouncing it. <laughs> Overdahl. I, I don't know how you pronounce it in. Uh, uh, Norwegian, so I apologize, but uh, that's that's the best I could help. Give I also you don't. That'll help. I'm not super certain he's Norwegian. He could be Swedish. I'm not sure. Either but. way, I'm I'm butchering that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the best I can do. <laughs> but the main selling point of this movie is is obviously the cast of of kids. Mm-hmm. There's Stella, and she's she's like an aspiring horror writer, which is kind of a refreshing 
character type that you don't really see a whole lot. You see lots of writers and you see lots of like nerdy kids. Yeah. But hers is a very specific type. You know, she has horror movie posters in her room. She has a typewriter where she's writing up drafts of her own stories. And then you have Augie, who's kind of like a dorky, know-it-all kind of guy. <laughs> um, the tall, lanky one. And then there's Chuck, who's just... <laughs> I don't like a cruder Augie almost, but he's still like, you love him. He's just, he's definitely like the comic relief. Okay. And then they meet Ramon, who's like the the loner, the the drifter. Um, Out of curiosity, what time period does this take place six, in? 1968. That explains a lot, because yeah. Augie and Ramon, those sound like names <laughs> I've heard on like old typewriter. sitcoms. On, yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> typewriter, yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's 1968, and there's actually a strong amount of like, political and like social subtext with like the nixon era and the vietnam um protests Interesting. yeah it's it was there's a lot in this movie that i was not expecting from just like a like a edgier goosebumps i guess but it still all fits together well yeah like it no it, it's great because you know you watch it and i was kind of mentioning this to you earlier but um you're just so accustomed to seeing a sequel or a spin-off like an Annabelle 5, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And you're watching this movie and, and maybe it was just me, but I'm like I've never seen these characters before. It's awesome to like be introduced to them and then join them on this journey all in the same movie, right. you know? Like just it's just a new idea and just yeah, I don't know. It's I don't want to give away too much cuz obviously there's like the big set pieces in the trailers like yeah. the different scary characters but which all have looked great even oh my back from god the first they're and... so stressful to yeah. watch wow oh my god <laughs> like this is and again yeah it's a pg-13 movie for like younger kind of like teen audiences yeah. but this is probably the scariest movie i've seen like for that crowd it, it, for that i mean no just like in a while, like in a couple of years, oh, probably. Really? Yeah, like, and again, scary is very subjective. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not only did I legitimately jump at like three or four jump scares and get that kind of like, whoa, okay, whoa, <laughs> that like ju- that buzzing electricity in your body kind yeah. of. Um, but just the way that he directs the scenes is, it's intense. It's, you got to like catch your breath, but. I mean, just hearing all that sounds refreshing in itself because, yeah. I mean, horror is being pushed, like, really well and it's done very well in the last couple of years. That's mostly R-rated horror movies and not so much PG-13 Exactly. That's my, that's my biggest point that I want to make is, like, you have to realize that this is a movie for younger kids or younger, you know, teenagers or whatever, people who maybe are think they want to start dipping their toes into kind of horror and the sure. the thing the possibilities of that and <laughs> this is like what they start with it's yeah like, okay this is this is what you're in for well i wish i had that movie when it when i started out <laughs> no it's, enjoying horror more and yeah more. it's a it's it was a really really great movie and it's 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 dark like it didn't end how i was expecting i mean nothing really on uh it wasn't predictable really that's like, good aside from like a like oh he's the bully he's probably gonna be the first person to like right you know get attacked by the book but yeah that just goes back to what i was saying with it it pushes its pg-13 rating like it's an it's an intense movie 
Wow, that's crazy. I mean, that's really good to hear because we've been kind of looking forward to this movie for a while because the trailers have been looking good. It looked like a different type of Oh, you have that PG-13 Del Toro stamp of approval. Exactly, yeah. That's also a big boost oh. for us here in the <laughs> yeah. office. That's for you sure. Can, you can see. Yeah. You can see it. I hope... Um, you and other people that are saying good things about this movie uh, attracts people's attention to go see this because this could be like a sleeper hit if all goes well, don't oh, you yeah. think? I, I, I mean, I hope. I went to the late showing. It was like 9.45, but it was the last showtime of the of the day, and there was there was a good amount of people there. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm assuming probably more went to the, the 7 o'clock, but right. 9.45, yeah, there was you know a handful of like groups of friends there's there's like this old like really old couple like sitting in the very first row oh wow what okay (laughs) (laughs) date night cool did they get up Um, and leave at all or were they into it the whole time everyone everyone seemed to like it good because you know it's i feel like it's unfair to compare it to it just because it is (laughs) not meant for younger viewers yeah it's r-rated the first one was but it, it it does that it has that really good tonal balance where, you know, there's humor when to break the tension, but not at the expense of, you know, the horror aspect. Doesn't take away from it. Yeah. It, you feel all sorts of things in this movie. People always get so caught up with scary movies being defined solely by how scary they are. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, scary movies can be funny. They can be, you know, romantic. They can be action packed. They can be everything. Yeah, and this they can movie be has... more than just yeah a cluster of jump scares. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, this movie navigates that very well. Well, awesome. And I hope people recognize that and give it a chance to go see it. That's for sure. Um, are you going to have your full review up today at uh, silverscreeninsider.com then? <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I will. Perfect. Um, all right. So... Up on uh, on our podcast, we talk a lot about subscriptions yeah. at great lengths. <laughs> this it always comes up, <laughs> and it's not stopping here on this episode. <laughs> yeah. So before we talk about Movie Pass again, I do want to say that there's an article on Business Insider that is, I mean, it's a great piece of journalism. It's it's really really good, and that's where I'm touching. I'm touching on a. We're gonna touch on a small part of that. But I can't recommend enough that people seek out that article because it's like a movie. It's like a Wolf of Wall Street type movie in the making. I swear, like it probably would make it within great within five <laughs> years. Here you're gonna be seeing a movie about the the rise and fall of Movie Pass. Yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to say this because it made me think of me and Kyle directly. But Mitch, <laughs> Mitch Lowe, oh obviously, he's like the CEO. His name was on all the emails. They would send out their customer support. Yeah. Um, but it was just announced that, or this article uh, made it clear that uh, <laughs> Mitch Lowe instructed, or probably like commanded, his grunts to <laughs> just straight up change the passwords of more of the what they call power users people who you know didn't go or who went to the movie more than once a month mm. they just straight up changed their passwords without telling them so they couldn't even log into their app or use the service but they were you know still being charged for it and then for other people he just he i'm just going to keep saying commanded he commanded go ahead. <laughs> he commanded his his little grunts to just freeze <laughs> like a a, a certain percentage of other users accounts around certain times like I remember when Infinity War came out it was kind of convenient that 
they were un- unveiling this like, well, you know, there's going to be certain blackout periods and not all movies can be covered with movie pass. That happened with Mission Impossible Fallout too, right? Oh, when yeah. There's some Mission Impossible Fallout available. is when he That's explicitly really when made it a thing. He's yeah. like, because there's all sorts of reports from uh, former employees of MoviePass in that article, but they're all talking about how Mitch Lowe and I forget the other people's name. It wasn't just him. There was like three head honchos. Oh yeah, there's just, other people working close just, to him. Yeah, ugh. probably good friends and <laughs> just yeah. frauds. But yeah, basically he he would just tell them to just just shut it down. We're not doing any sort of blockbusters anymore. They had this thing called the Tripwire system, where. I think this was I after. Love that name. Yeah, I it's think awful, it, but after I love the that after name. they like had their first big bankruptcy and they had to borrow like five million dollars. I remember when that happened. Um, yeah, they had this thing called the tripwire system, where basically they would be keeping track of how much money had been spent in each day through MoviePass users, and if it crossed a, a certain threshold, the whole the the app would just shut down, and they would just say. They would put a little note on the app saying, there are no showings for this movie today. And it's like, yes, there is. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking is. at them right now. <laughs> it's like, no, no, there's no more showings. Sorry. Don't know what you're talking so, about. So, I know it just made me laugh because <laughs> Kyle and I were probably, we were probably the biggest power user, like in the top, like whatever, 10% of oh, power yeah, we, users. Before like, it got all shady, we At used the peak, it, so it was like much. three, four times a week, sometimes oh, yeah. more. It oh, was. Yeah. It was awesome, but it was really awesome. <laughs> there's the writing was on the wall for so long, mm-hmm. and I just loved, I just loved finally hearing like the actual like behind the scenes of the drama because it's, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. It, it, the saddest part was the original founder of the company. His name was, oh, I can't remember his name. It starts with an S, but he was fired from the company because. He kept getting a little bit too hesitant. He's like, guys, there's no way that $10 a month is going to be enough. This, is not this isn't going to work. This yeah. isn't really super ethical. So they ousted him and then just ran it into the ground. Ugh. And apparently nobody, like Mitch Lowe and the other guys, they haven't been heard of, heard from since. Um, so who knows where they are? Probably sipping who margaritas. Even, who's, who's even running it then? While... Well, remember, it's just down right now. Oh, it's that's just true. like yeah, that's it's right. just like I there's still someone has to be at the office. Someone has I, to be. Working. I guess, but there's still. <laughs> I think there's still, as far as I know, because there's still a thing. People are still being charged. Yeah, which so, that's sad. Pe- tell your friends, people. Like, don't. Yeah, you gotta spread the word. Get just. They're being hijinxed at this point. Like, don't <laughs> save yourself. <laughs> no, uh, I still need to check out the full story myself. I've just been seeing. You know, other articles running, um, yeah. you know, like specifically that stuff with MoviePass. So I haven't been able to read Business Insider's uh, piece on the full thing of it. But no, yeah, it's it, just go, it just <laughs> makes me shake my head more about yeah, how crazy like, this Well, it just made is. me laugh because, you know, you're reading the article and then in, in my head I'm like, I remember when we got that email, that random email from MoviePass. I remember reading about this weird new plan that they had yeah and at the time i was like that seems so weird yeah. why is this happening mm-hmm. and then you read this article and you're like of course it's just it's it's just shady business tactics it's like it always is which is it's sad but it's true that's and how it always is i don't know i just <laughs> i want to see somebody go to jail you, you that think, would be you so think cathartic somehow, some way someone will 
Yeah. There was a, there were several statements from like attorneys and other people who were talking about how because this is still so new, like the true details of this that are still coming out, you know, it's it's a little too early to say, but sure. Most yeah. of them are like this is definitely extremely unethical and most mm-hmm. likely very illegal. <laughs> so it's just also crazy that someone may go to prison because they we're screwing over people with movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's uh-huh. movies are supposed to be fun. <laughs> I know, They're right? Supposed to be well, fun. <laughs> one of my favorite parts in the article is from another anonymous uh, former employee. They're talking about how right. Mitch Lowe, I'm paraphrasing, but they were quoting Mitch Lowe and basically like <laughs> he just hates his customer, his, his client or his customer base, like power users, me and you, he hated them. And he was just like out, like actively say out loud, you know, like, expletives towards us right and so i'm just imagining like not that this is any way how it would how it would work but in my head i imagined him like scrolling down this customer list and seeing our names like those two right there like (laughs) screw them (laughs) change their password freeze their account they're never seeing another movie again (laughs) um but but sir they already canceled their subscription what how Uh, (laughs) how'd they already beat us to it (laughs) it was it was a great read but it just it was so it made me so angry yeah yeah well i need to check out that full article too because i've only heard the bits and pieces from other um other um places i've been writing about it but it's just so funny that insider right uh yeah yeah um it's just so funny that this is this this is what like the the start or like the catalyst of the movie theater subscriptions like service model was and this is like the origin of it from just the makes shadiest me laugh. of shady <laughs> yeah the shadiest just disgusting tactics possible mm-hmm. gave birth to you know because now all the other like we talked about last week or a couple weeks yeah. ago you know it, it gave birth to a good thing you know if they can get it figured out it really is a good idea they just yeah it is and again it it's not it wasn't mitch lowe's idea and that's what makes me so sad because like the original guy that they fired yeah. it was his idea and you know, he knew from the beginning what would be realistic, but mm. I just imagine, like, in the boardroom, in the inevitable movie about movie pass, it's like, guys, this is unethical. You're stealing from the people. Oh, that's totally an Oscar base. He slams thing. his, yeah. Mitchell slams his hands on the table <laughs> and he stands up. He's like, out! You're done! You're gone! This is my company now. <laughs> it's that's such a, oh, I could see that movie now. I love it. Well, I mean, I don't love what's happening, but I love that that could be a movie and that would be a scene. And movies are fun. They're yeah. supposed to be fun. On a side note, the original founder, he's trying to use a Kickstarter to start his own new company, which is kind of creepy in, in theory. Because what it is, basically, it, it's called Pre-Show. Okay. And the idea of it is that you watch a certain amount, like a certain length of advertised content just commercials basically and you can earn like free movie tickets like free movie theater credits um but the way they do that apparently is like with facial recognition technology so putting it super simply the app or whatever is gonna be watching you watch the ads so it knows that you're staring at it so if you look away for more than five seconds it'll it'll pause and you'll have to you know, no, that's too weird. You'll have to, yeah, you'll have yeah, to go back and watch it. So it's just like, I don't know. You see, idea of that's kind of creepy. Yeah, but free movies. 
But it, is it eth- it's is it ethical <laughs> and should I do it for free movies? <laughs> I don't know. Movies That is that is quite strange. <laughs> movies I don't are, know if I could do movies that. are about so much more now. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. So again, I I know we talk about subscriptions a lot, but this story was too good to not at least like have a fun discussion about it. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> I'm telling you. Wolf of Wall Street two movie pass edition. The mammoth of movie pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so Mitch tell your Lowe. friends if they're still using it because it's all a uh, get them scheme. out, get them <laughs> out. Um, but on a simpler, more you know, back to the enjoyment, the pure fun of the movies. Yeah. Um, Andy Serkis, everybody's favorite motion capture extraordinaire, mm-hmm. um, has been confirmed to be the director of the upcoming Venom Two. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the previous director of. Uh, Venom could not come back to direct because he's still working on Zombieland 2. Oh, yeah, what's that guy? Ruben uh, Fleischer. Fleischer, I yeah, believe I is, is how you pronounce his name. Um, again, I'm not Norwegian. I don't know if he's Norwegian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he just can't come back, and they're really wanting Venom 2, obviously, to happen soon. So it was between Circus, uh, Travis Knight, and Rupert Wyatt. Rupert Wyatt of Rise of Planet of the Apes, and Travis Knight of Bumblebee, and uh, some of the Leica movies that he made as well. And out of the three, it ends up being Andy Serkis that's going to direct uh, Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. And apparently Tom Hardy's also working on the script. Yeah, too. Tom Hardy's like officially like in on the screenwriting, on the script writing process. I, that, I don't know how I feel about that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> I uh, love it. Yeah, ex- if it goes... <laughs> well, because my biggest thing, how, why I loved Venom as much as I did. Yes, in like let's the, discuss. <laughs> in like the can't be so bad as good sort of way that I loved it was because... You know, Tom Hardy was just throwing everything at his character, at the scenes, because he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Let's just try everything at once and see if some of it sticks. And all of it ended up sticking in its own weird, (laughs) absurd way. And it was just so consistently surprising. And so I imagine him, like, sitting down with, uh, I forget her name she wrote uh saving mr banks and the fi- first 50 shades of gray adaptation scripts oh i'm, I'm trying to remember too um, i'll look it up but I'm, i imagine the two of them sitting down and tom hardy just like <laughs> just throwing out just the most absurd crazy ideas More lobster tanks yeah <laughs> a sea of lobsters <laughs> so that makes he's me just happy. shaking and <laughs> that makes me excited but is the writer kelly marcel yeah kelly marcel okay um but yeah, no, it's, it's cool that Andy Serkis is going to be doing that. He obviously knows the motion capture probably better than anybody out Hope there. Hope he makes it look better. <laughs> it I looked still don't amazing. Think it, I still don't think it looked good. Yeah, but it, it the way it looked perfectly mirrored everything else about the movie. Like, the acting, the writing, the Ugh. plotting, the lighting, everything was just like, you know that it was off it was rushed. It was pieced together sloppily. And that's just what made it so great. God, it's not what made it great, Eric. <laughs> it's not. It, I, oh. I mean, personally, I hope that Andy Serkis can turn that into a better direction. But I think Sony no. knows that they struck gold <laughs> he needs with to what double you're down. saying. And they're going to he make needs him to double down. down. <laughs> I, like, I think that's how it's going to go. But my personal hope is that Serkis can turn it around and... Make a sequel that's better than the first? Good superhero movies are overrated. Yeah, we need more just <laughs> trashy fun ones. But that being said, though, I am pumped that Andy Serkis is getting this chance. Um, I watched his 
Mowgli movie that was on Netflix or still is, and he oh, did a good yeah. job directing. I never saw it's that. Just it was something about it was just lackluster. Though, I didn't I see Breathe either. Job. I do need to check that one. Andrew out. Garfield and was that Claire Foy? I think it was. It might have um, been. That was his directorial debut from I think 2017. Yeah. I never saw that either, so I haven't seen anything that Circus mm-hmm. has directed. But I mean. You can't make it worse than Venom 1. So I think he's going to do well, all right. <laughs> Unfortunately, you probably could. Mm. I think Sony will handle If you got rid of Tom Hardy, then yeah, it would be worse. But that, uh, that's true. It can be as, as bad. As it could be the objectively the movie, worst thing bad. ever. But if Tom Hardy just keeps doing what he did with the Eddie Brock character, I'm going to love it. Yeah, like I said, they're totally going to lean into that. Because they, I mean, <laughs> do you remember... Um, the promotion for when like uh it came out on digital and blu-ray like i felt like they really leaned into that oh promotion. yeah the whole like romance yeah, between him and the symbiote romance oh yeah after seeing that i'm like they They're know like, oh, what they have oh okay this isn't really what we intended but the internet seems to love this aspect like of it so let's just pretend that was our plan all along yeah i think that's what's gonna happen <laughs> that's absolutely too. yeah completely. i mean circus is also a very humorous guy too like he does have comedic chops so i bet like he could be able to infuse uh, a lot more comedic elements into venom if that's the direction they're going to go in so at least maybe that will be better yeah um but yeah i'm just hoping for better than venom one but i'm excited i'm gonna have to rewatch venom (laughs) (laughs) but i'm scared too because maybe it won't be as enjoyable as i remember it being Sometimes you just gotta leave it for what it was. That yeah, nice just, it'll live on forever in my memory. It's just that trashy fun time That's at the theater. That's so bad, it's good. Yeah, maybe I won't rewatch it ever again. I might have convinced <laughs> you. <laughs> I might have saved you there. <laughs> uh, so, Eric, is there any trailers that we should go over? Well, if you're talking about the true story of Shia LaBeouf, you know I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Honey Boy. Um. I remember reading about this movie a while ago, like when it was kind of, uh, it was like people were being signed on for it, and then I read that it, because at the time, it people seemed to think it was like explicitly an autobiographical film. They were like, Shia LaBeouf's playing his dad, Lucas Hedges is playing like a, an older version of him, mm-hmm. this kid's playing a younger version of him, mm-hmm. um, but then as time went on, it was like, no, it's not directly about that is it though but all it did was like change the names <laughs> it's yeah obviously about shia labeouf's life which is oh yeah i mean, I it mean was, shia wrote it shia wrote the it's, thing yeah i mean the trailer itself it's called honey boy i don't know if we said the name yet honey boy is I, the name of the I trailer think we did it the movie is called honey boy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah Boy, you just blinked out there no i'm just trying to think of like because the most interesting part of this is Shia LaBeouf as a person, as a as like a what he's been through. Because yeah, like it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but you know he kind of exploded. Obviously, there was the the Even Stevens and stuff when he was younger. Classic show, Holes, Love that show. amazing movie. Yes, Holes is a perfect movie. <laughs> um, but well I would said. say obviously like Transformers is like when he exploded and he got like yeah. super super big and then. Got really Jones weird and did his whole performance art stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's been through a lot of different yeah. stages, phases. Um, Have you heard of that um, uh, traveling expedition thing that he did? He basically uh, said on Twitter, hey, I'm going to announce what locations I'm in. And if anyone wants to 
pick me up and drive me somewhere go right ahead <laughs> and like That's he did so shy yeah exactly and i guess he did that for a little while too but that just reminded me of that anyway <laughs> yeah no my point is he's he's been through a lot he's done a lot of stuff um he has a lot of different sides to him that the public knows yeah because when i heard about this movie you know he's 33 years old i'm like that's pretty young like at what point is there a point where like okay you're old enough you have enough experience it's it's not a weird thing to make a movie about your life but knowing shia it's probably not just a straight up retelling of his life it's probably some weird experimental kind of artsy way for him to kind of look back and you know figure out what made him who he is yeah but the trailer itself i i thought it was really well done um it's 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 really really stylized stylized in a unique looking way shia is i don't know he's difficult to look at in parts playing obviously his his dad Mm -hmm. um he's like this balding sad drunk failure of a man yeah, who, who's like out on eight son. who's like eight year old son has to pay his bills yeah because he's so successful it's it's just such a weird dynamic um but i'm excited i don't know it, the the trailer is really hard to describe because it like i said it has that kind of experimental almost montage like mm-hmm. feel to it but i don't think people should write this off as just shy of tooting his own horn or anything like that because you know if you can read past like the sensationalized headlines and like the superficial drama of the stuff he's done he he always has like a a a purpose that he's trying to get get at yeah it's not just for the sake of being a an artiste yeah um and I, i don't know i think a project of this scale he's obviously considered and contemplated very thoroughly so I'm wondering what he's what he's trying to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like Shia LaBeouf. No, I I'm really excited for this movie. Uh especially after seeing this trailer. I think it's gonna if people know Shia's um career and his personal life, I guess, if they know it well enough, I think they'll recognize like what this movie is, is that it's going to be um looking back on Shia's life kind of in the way that you're saying like not directly but just kind of in a not like a the true story like a like a award season biopic of Shia LaBeouf yeah it's not gonna be a straight up biopic but it's just gonna be a uh, reflective piece yeah that's maybe fictionalized but also has some deep truths when within itself um I, I think they're gonna people are gonna recognize in some shots like there's shots of him when he wasn't even Stevens, like there's kind of recreations of oh, that. Uh, yeah, there's it's just blatantly I mean, the beginning, even there's Stevens. a shot of him in Transformers with the classic, no, 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 yeah, no. Like yeah, that yeah. was his thing <laughs> on the movies and whatever. Um, I, I do hope people give this trailer and this movie a chance and not write off Shia because he really is a talented dude. And mm-hmm. I think he actually has been calming down these past couple of years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and and has been growing a lot more. And especially with Peanut Butter Falcon coming out, if that hits, I think people will be drawn a Again, yeah, he's fantastic in most of like the movies he's done. Even like, like in the, the past bad few ones, years, he's good. like Fury. I remember that movie. He was by far the best part of that movie. I thought. Yeah, um, that's right. I forgot about Fury. Yeah, he's super. He good He was in that. good. Uh, I mean, even in like, say what you will about Transformers or Indiana Jones Four, but you know he did do a, a very good job. In yeah, them, no, I he thought. takes his job seriously. Yeah, he's, you know, he's 
He is an, he is an actor. He's... I mean, Disturbia is a good movie. If people, oh yeah, that was, was that a good movie. when he was rising up um, as like a movie star mm-hmm. type of actor. And I haven't thought about that in a while. That was a good one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Surf's Up. Come on, people. <laughs> if you grew up with Surf's Up, he was great as the, the lead penguin or something. I don't know. If I don't remember much of Surf's Up, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, he he does. He's shown like he has the talent, and I'm not doubting his talent for making this movie or at least uh writing this movie anyway i think mm-hmm. i think if people give this a chance they'll see what he's trying to tell and i think people are really going to enjoy that yeah so i mean that's pretty much all we have for <laughs> this <laughs> i mean it is yeah again um, it's august we apologize <laughs> but we do what we can we do what we can so if you take anything away from this save every person that you know from movie pass and give shia a chance Give Shy a chance <laughs> and go see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah, speaking of that, um, we also have other releases other than Scary Stories like Dora and the Lost City of Gold, The Kitchen, um, Brian Banks, which doesn't have like the widest of releases, but it should be playing in uh, quite a few theaters. And uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain, <laughs> or as Eric calls it, Gravelly Cosner Puppy Voice. I mean, you just got to watch the trailer. How can you think of it as anything other than that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's that's all I can think about it. But uh, what do you, which ones do you think are going to be performing well, or do you think every um, other release that's I mean, I think Hobbs and Shaw is going to hold over. That'll still be number one. Yeah, I agree. Um, of the new releases, I would have liked to see Scary Stories take number two, but I think Dora will just because. Really? Yeah, just because it's it's the end of summer. It's kind of back to school, but like. Next week and the week after, families are going to be definitely prioritizing getting the school supplies, getting all those things in order. So this is, you know, sort of the last kind of week weekend where they can kind of just have fun, go out. Sure. And that's by far the most, like, all ages type movie. Because, I mean, like I said, Scary Stories is intense. (laughs) So I think purely for that reason, it'll take number two. I don't really think the kitchen, Brian Banks, or Racing in the Rain are gonna do really anything, unfortunately. I hope the kitchen does, or at least I hope the kitchen is a good enough movie. Yeah, uh, I haven't been pretty too... poor reviews. Yeah, and I've <laughs> I've been seeing the writing on the wall for the last couple of weeks that it may not be that good, but I'm really hoping it is because I thought like the trailer was really good. Uh, but I'll be checking that out over the weekend and hopefully have something up for. Y- everyone um on monday but hopefully the kitchen will do well but you might be a writer i don't i don't think it will <laughs> yeah well i'll definitely let you know about that um what about racing in the rain you don't think no i don't i don't all of those are gonna be negligible it'll be like bottom five yeah. which will amount to like i don't even know mm-hmm. S- low single digit million yeah so gotcha. and that's just unfortunately how it is yeah, some stuff and, has mean, to be beat out by Hobbs and Shaw already underperformed, and if that if it's gonna hold over and stay at the top, which I most likely will, I think it will too. That you know, by by nature, the others just can't make that much. Mm-hmm. And Lion King already made a billion dollars in two weeks, so it doesn't matter. <sighs> <laughs> which is crazy. I hate people. Oh goodness. Well, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for our podcast episode today. Uh, next week, Cody will be back, and she'll have seen Hobbs and Shaw, so we'll talk a bit more in depth <laughs> she was about super that. super excited for that. Yeah, we'll see uh, what she thinks of it. And um, 
we'll have other stuff for you too, hopefully. So thanks for listening, guys. You can check out the podcast um, on uh, – I always forget what it's called, Apple Podcasts. I'm just going to call it Apple Podcasts. Yeah, they changed. It's not iTunes anymore. At least it won't be. It'll be Apple, Apple, Apple Music slash Apple Podcasts slash Apple Radiance. Just, just find us on just find us on the Apple. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have our podcast up at silverscreeninsider.com as well as um, – articles all trailers for new releases and um as well as the reviews that we have too which will include eric's um very soon so check us out there as well all right guys have a good one